Target acquired. Looks like we've locked on to somebody that's gay for pussy. Экипаж одевает защитные очки. И последующие свечения, несмотря на сплошную облачность, были видны в радиусе до... Кривой столб, поднимающийся с земли, быстро увеличился в объеме. It's life and time with every slime, motherfucker. better okay we had an we had a cold intro that was kind of fun but i fucked up sorry podcast listeners but anyways yeah you were saying you lost your license yeah which as far as times i've lost things out of my wallet i'm fucking fine with uh plus i need to get the new one anyways because i moved here and haven't done that that that's yeah okay it's i love the dmv you know like I've never been in like another state. In a post-COVID world, the DMV is actually a comfortable thing to do. I know. Yeah, which is crazy. It, it like people who like came of age and got their license in like the post-pandemic world, you will never know what the hell that was created in the DMV before those times. Like it would get crazy in there <laughs> i went to there was one time i voted yeah uh, lame four out of ten would not recommend <laughs> uh, <Boo>. it, <laughs> you did it at the basically one of the dmv offices and that was easier and more comfortable than yeah. going to the dmv proper <sighs> um and there was another time where i got vaccinated uh four out of ten do not recommend uh, <laughs> in, the, in the same DMV office, and that was so much easier than like all of that. Um, yeah, it, bro. First off, I love how we're gonna end up having to put the podcast on Rumble now. This is this fucking rules, dude. Uh, 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 yeah, do they have that fucking uh, CDC resources information screen pop up on other platforms than Instagram? I I honestly. I think I want to say that I've seen it on YouTube, but I, you know, I, I can't remember, oh, yeah. but. Oh lo- yeah, it's there. They have the link to the Wikipedia article about whatever the thing is. <laughs> yeah. If it's like flat earth, if it's um, vaccines, all that shit. Dude, what, what a cool world that we live in with. Speaking of, we'll probably get into the, uh, because uh, it's become like we've talked about it on this podcast before, and now it's I've seen that it's become a viral thing with like the conspiracy theory iceberg meme. Oh, spreading misinformation online. Yeah, yeah, and well, and I love that. My one of my two favorites. Uh, I love pancreas denial, and apparently there's a a tier where people think that your third eye is actually in your anus. That's very nice. I um, <laughs> it's cool. It started with that birds aren't real campaign a few years ago. That was 
kind of the quintessential spreading misinformation online, which is you know true by the way, and um, <laughs> uh, because birds can't be that vengeful. Because this happened earlier. You've seen me. We've been outside smoking on the porch. Well, and there's these geese, Canadian geese specifically, that just chill. Like, they look like they're having the fucking barbecue. It looks like a goddamn Marlon Wayans movie before the shit starts, where they're just hanging out, clearly shooting the shit and saying mean things about all of the people that are nearby. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then they'll walk, they'll fucking mosey down the street. And there's people parked on both sides of the street, so it's like a one-lane road most of the time. And then they'll walk down the saunter, down the middle of the goddamn street, and a car will pull up fucking six inches from them and still be moving. And they will look up like you, like, like, a, fucking, like a fucking old, wise Jewish New York man... Running a deli. <laughs> like you just asked him to hurry up and he's like, Do you want your sandwich or not? And <laughs> so I was doing that and I was like, Surely if I just keep going but a little slower, they'll get the fuck out of the way. And as I as I came to the point where I had to slow to a full stop because I was basically touching the thing, yeah. I saw it take a shit mid stride in the road <laughs> while I was about to run it the fuck over. But it wasn't like a fear shit. It was like a fuck you. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. And birds aren't real. It's the same reason people say people say God exists because the universe isn't so fucking ironically vengeful. Yeah. Birds can't be real because nothing that came from nature can be that uh ironically vengeful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, geese geese are proof of uh of fucking Yahweh's existence <laughs> I, due to the fact that they're such goddamn assholes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I actually agree with your premise here. Like, you find more uh you find more God in assholery than niceness. It's weird, but you do. I had a youth pastor once who told us that the reason that he definitively one hundred percent knew that there was such a thing as a God, um and he was real and involved uh, was because he had this long string of just like a Rube Goldberg comedy of errors throughout the day with his wife. And then uh, they're like running around this university on spring break. All the buildings are closed. They don't go to the school. They're just there because they need a bathroom for his wife. And (laughs) they like go here and there to the point where it's like they could have driven to a gas station or something. And, it's just like things are the fucking worst and the reality is that she might have to piss in a bush or just her pants <laughs> and she looks him in the eyes and says this day could not get any worse and as the word worse came out of her mouth a giant pile of pigeon shit landed on her shoulder <laughs> and i'll be honest dude that was a good take that was yeah i like that story the no re- I, I that's fair people's and, reasons for for believing in in things uh they're good i like those stories i do too it's it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing um speaking of the your friends the geese yes uh, i took a walk earlier and to compliment josh's story the motherfuckers were sitting in the uh the street like just just sitting in the middle of the road and like 
I I just watched them look at a car as it pulled up and they they didn't even like they just sat they didn't even move they they really are a level of dickheadedness and animals that like i there's nothing that tops it like no it's insane here's the deal humanity likes to claim itself as the preeminent sapient entity yeah um you know the universe experiencing itself all that fucking shit yeah, yeah. Um, we have elevated status from the natural world in that we can perceive ourselves and our surroundings eight layers deep, right? Nothing fucking matters, dude. <laughs> we we have these 2,000-pound death mobiles, right? If it were two kids sitting in the fucking street not moving, we could, like, take it up. We could take it up the chain. We could go find their goddamn parents and be like, hey, your kids are fucking assholes, and we're going to have five years worth of tension about this because your kids were sitting in the street one time there's no one that you can talk to about the fucking geese you can't go to the goddamn geese parents all right and you can't just run them over because (laughs) because you feel on the inside like i can't just run this thing over but you know it's because the people would the people around would be like hey that guy is fucking insane he (laughs) ran over the the geese in the street it's like yeah that's my that's my that's my fucking natural given right as the top of the intellectual food pyramid to decide to just run things over yeah yeah fuck why do we invent cars like that's i thought that's what they were for henry ford needed an ashtray that could roll down a hill Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm well uh speaking of the animals uh a couple of weeks ago I i was taking a late night walk and down the block, there was a, I mean, I'm talking about, like, at least three feet long by, like, a foot and a half wide possum that, like, ran through somebody's backyard. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I see you, buddy. There you go. And then two nights ago, he was hanging out over by these bushes so hey, we might actually maybe we could get like an animal war going between the steroid fueled possum and the dickhead geese. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> we just come out and there's just, he's just going berserker mode on like the entire geese population around here. The big possum, we call him Larry. Larry, he's my a white a whale, uh, <laughs> spelled with an O at the beginning. I like <laughs> it. I like it. Larry seems like a cool dude. He does. Uh, I th- so you know that thing where like possums will play dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so as as far as natural selection goes, it's not an intelligent behavior that they consciously do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They faint from fear. Their brain gives <laughs> them a mini, very quick grand mal seizure, uh, and they are effectively comatose for a few minutes. Like, and that just worked in nature. It's like, oh, I don't want this dead, weird rat-looking thing. <laughs> Enough animals will naturally go like, Ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that it worked. Yo, I shout out for possums for surviving like on the strategy that like like fat evil people do, where like they just like leech off garbage and just like fucking oh no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kill that <laughs> like, it's not actually 
and then you find out later it's the one that's been rooting around in all your cans. Yeah, the fucking Baron Harkonnen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what possums are to nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Orson Welles through an evil filter. Yeah. <laughs> Have we sat around and watched the like the outtakes video from the Orson Welles wine commercial? We haven't together, but I've definitely seen it. It's one of I, my favorite pieces of media. Over the last couple of months, I've had the opportunity to show like eight people that <laughs> I just love late stage Orson Welles, who Fucking was like rules. giant barrel chested auteur, kind of a rock star for an emerging medium. Um, so he got that kind of living God treatment. And he ate two giant steaks a day because he was just like a big dude, you know? And then... <laughs> Once his metabolism slowed down, um, he just kept doing it. Yeah. And that's how he turned into kind of a Marlon Brando on the set of Apocalypse Now, except forever. Yeah. In real life. Dude, I love his friendship with uh, Peter Bogdanovich. I don't know about that. So, Peter was like, before Orson really started to get like his, not his critical acclaim, but like kind of like the rock star status that mm-hmm. he kind of acquired in like the late period years of his life. Yeah. He like basically became friends and was kind of, you know, mentor slash protege to Peter Bogdanovich, who was a great filmmaker and also uh, is phenomenal in uh, the Sopranos. If you, you watch Sopranos, um, I'm familiar with their Italian Wagyu uh, <laughs> gabagool, but that's about as far as it goes. I feel it. Well, for people who like the show uh, and have watched it, it's he plays Melfi's therapist, and he and it's it's like it's a really great character. Um, but anyways, they basically became friends and they would like go to the grocery store together and like just kind of hang out. And I think Orson lived at his house for a certain point because he was kind of, he, he really did have a weird life where he was like literally a rock star, but then like was also broke during certain sections. He, he had like a, he had a, he, he really, he never really lived long enough to get like his due. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, well and not even with like the money thing, I offer this for all my film nerds out of here out there. Imagine if he had lived during a time when the Steadicam was readily available. Just just think about that. Hmm. Just, just think about how much he did with crane shots and like tracking shots and shit like that, and what he could do with just a Steadicam unit. I think a lot of the you you got a good point. I think a lot of the shit that he did with those giant sweeping shots and the amount of absurd out there stuff that he did to accomplish like the, there's that one where there's an illusion of this giant crowd in a theater. Yeah. And it's just, they masked out like aesthetic picture and then flickered lights behind it by like putting points where the highlights on the heads would be. And they were just waving a flashlight around. So it looked like this giant crowd full of moving people, but it was just a picture. I didn't know uh, they did that. Whoa. They did crazy shit like that because film was just like showing up and people were like, how the fuck would we ever do that? And it's like, we better come up with something. There's no like, oh, you install the Adobe plugin for it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. There were the chimes at midnight uh, mirror scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you get that 
you get that here and there with people who like find something and think of it as a new medium with no uh, kind of predispositions as to how it's supposed to go. Like think of this isn't correct, but the guy who like the guy who like lives on an island and and finds a fucking calculus textbook washed up on the shore and then you know 40 years later gets rescued from the island and he's figured out eight new steps of math that we've never talked about because yeah. it's just like yeah this is all new i'm just gonna figure it out myself there's no ceiling um shit man which is what i think that i'm doing with assault rifles and chemical weapons right now <laughs> <laughs> fucking christ <laughs> Damn, dude, I didn't know you were the Orson Welles of, like, small arms. <laughs> That's the thing. They're called small arms, but if you get enough of them and vulture on them into one big arm. <laughs> doing, doing, like, uh, uh, the Killdozer version of guns. Yeah, like. like the Power Rangers, like, everybody, put your fucking swords together. <laughs> That fucking dude, but I'm sorry to keep it in the world. You're just describing it as the citizen cane of guns. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh fuck. Yeah. Turns Uh, out, uh, you know, Rosebud was the fucking target. Yeah, (laughs) dude. For real, bro. Yeah. F for fake. You wish, brother. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. These guns are real. <laughs> These guns are real. Imagine if every war movie, imagine if um, Lone Survivor, those like biopic style war movies, or American Sniper, yeah, had an yeah. obligatory scene where it's like, I mean, the studio says that we have to, we have to have a scene where everybody runs together on the battlefield and uh, and transformer clips their guns together and then fires a massive Akira cannon at the enemy. It just has to happen. It doesn't have to be the big event. It happens like two-thirds of the way through, and then the rest of the movie goes on. Bro, I'll take it one step further. I think Hollywood should just, like, the next time they make that, like, run of, like, World War II movies, and Mm -hmm. it's kind of popular to do, I mean, you know, it's the trend or whatever, just... Uh, like, say that Transformers landed on the beaches of Normandy, bro. Like, just go full. Like, who cares? Has Michael Bay not done that already? <laughs> he should. Doesn't dude. the... I've been watching a bunch of retrospectives on the Transformers saga. Yeah. Um. First off, there's a scene in the first Mark Wahlberg Transformers. Yeah. Where he has a daughter and his whole deal is like, I want to protect my daughter because I had a kid when I was a teenager, whatever, whatever. Understandable, right? Yeah. She turns out to be dating like this dude that gets involved in the story. And he's like a race car driver and they make it known that he's sponsored by Red Bull. So he's the real deal. And (laughs) then there's a point. And I heard this like explained at length because it didn't really hit me when I first saw it. But this was explained to me at length. He is 20, her boyfriend, and she is 17 in the movie. The actress is more than 17 because they need the Michael Bay ass shots. Um, oh but in the story she is 17 and then mark Wahlberg says this is fucking stupid that's a 20 year old and he pulls out of his wallet a laminated card with the statute the relevant statute of the romeo and juliet clause uh which is the thing that's put in place so that if you're dating someone and you're both 17 and one of you turns 18 a month before you can't get prosecuted for statutory rape of a minor um (laughs) And in the little Amazon X-ray facts thing, if you watch it on Amazon Prime and it tells you facts about it, um, 
it only covers him for like, yeah, he can't be prosecuted for statutory rape of a minor, but it's still probably statutory rape in like three other ways. <laughs> um, Holy shit. Yeah. And they have this whole scene yeah. where they could have just been the same age. They could have yeah. just... Like, that was in the writer's room. And this is a movie about robots that turn into cars. All right? And Marky Mark is fighting so that Optimus can fucking turn into a car. Right? And they have a scene where this man says, no, it's okay that I'm poking your daughter because of this fucking thing. (laughs) Which legally absolves me from it being rape of a minor. Um... (laughs) Oh my. And it's only half right. Oh my. And she's 17 in the movie, and they still do all of the ass shots. Like, what is he trying to say? Anyways. So, the Transformers universe. Apparently, the Autobots were here. They built the pyramids. The Autobots were here. They fucking carved the Panama Canal. The Autobots are on the dark side of the moon. That's what JFK was so scared about. Um, or some shit. <laughs> So, like, the fact, the idea of, like, the Autobots were also at Normandy, like, maybe they were the fucking uh, boats or something, or they were those weird little, um, what are those giant 3D Xs? Uh, oh, the, the, they're anti, uh, I think they're, like, anti-personnel. Anti-personnel, yeah. Like, the Autobots could have just been there. Like, <laughs> you could tell me there was a Transformers movie that did that already, and I would be like, yeah, obviously. Dude, I, okay, so I did not know any of that about the Transformers movie. It's because nobody watched them except Chinese people and they (laughs) don't speak English. (laughs) And apparently they're really into fucking (laughs) dating law. (laughs) That seems like more of a Japanese thing if I'm being honest. Yeah, let's be mad real here. No, it's okay because she's inhabited by the spirit of Cybertron which is billions (laughs) of years old. She just looks... Like a 14-year-old child with a great ass. With a great fuck. Fuck. Dude, there really is, like, there's such a dark section of anime, especially the, like, you know, the Japanese stuff where it's just like, oh, my God, like, you better calm down, fellas. You are vibing too hard right now. Like <laughs> you're in the you're in the animation studio just buzzing right now. <laughs> Oof. Fucking assholes. <laughs> oh boy. You know what? We're coming for you. Life and time with Harry Slime. We're coming for the Japanese anime perverts. Slime enemy of the week. Yeah. Crunchyroll. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been, like, an anime guy, but I've made my peace with them because, like, I've just had so many friends over the years that like anime. Mm. So it's like I, I buried the hatchet. Yeah. But you motherfuckers, the war's still on. Yeah. You know, sometimes those you know fall to the influence of the enemy. <laughs> oh, God. No. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to do a whole episode where... I hope it's not you. But if it was you, we'd have to do a whole episode where I have to like save you from becoming a weeaboo. Yeah. <laughs> but it's got very Christian leanings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, we're going to turn you into a good Catholic boy. Be like a pure flicks film where we've decided instead of like the Satanic Panic or, or Dungeons and Dragons, it's anime. Okay. That's the modern day Dungeons and Dragons. Parents are afraid that they're Satanists is 
anime. Bro. Well, I see I I'm cool with that, but I want like Martin Scorsese Italian Catholic overtones. Like, I'm, t- I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Um, like we do everything you said, but we only wear like wife beaters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like we talk about garlic a lot. Harvey Keitel and Robert De Niro have those little moles on their cheek, but they're just like the size of a balloon. <laughs> oh my God. And mean streets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know you're tiny. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great Scorsese flick. Yeah. Dude, everybody dick rides like Taxi Driver and Goodfellas. They're great movies, but like nobody gives Mean Streets any love, and it's fucking great. I like Taxi Driver because it has nothing going on. I love little slice of life shit. Yeah. Um, and people, it's it, the Taxi Driver guy has fallen into the whole literally me thing, and I think he's he's uh, miscast, if you'll allow me to say that. Who do you um, think should have played him? Well, no, not even that. Like he's miscast into that meme of like. Oh, I see what you're saying. This My psychopathic. Bad. Uh, you know, loner killer is literally me. Like, I get the meme. I like it. I'm a fan. Ryan yeah. Gosling, fantastic. Patrick, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patrick Bateman, good choice. Um, and then Robert De Niro driving a taxi. Like, no, I fucking no. I don't think he belongs in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a different vibe. Well, first off, like he does take that girl to a porno flick after like begging her for um for a first date. Like, he yeah. does the whole, like, spends the whole first act of the movie begging her for a first date, finally gets it, <laughs> takes her to a porno theater. Honestly, I hate to say this, but what a Chad. What a fucking Chad. <laughs> but then he does the thing where he's like, I don't get, I don't get what's wrong about that. Yeah. And was, they, yeah. And I was like, this, is this a fucking Forrest Gump moment? What's happening? Yeah. Well, I also... I agree with you how the movie's beautiful because it's like a little slice of life. Mm-hmm. And like what I love about it is like it, it, there's not really too much going like as far as intense action until like the last 25 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And for me, it's just such a slow burn of watching and a good, good yeah, slow yeah. burn of watching somebody just slowly start to lose their mind lose their mind due to fucking loneliness or something yeah the boys the tv show tried to do that with this one episode where um stormfront um (laughs) is doing is like outmaneuvering homelander in the public opinion because she's utilizing memes (laughs) which is the most realistic uh, would usually be super patronizing and fucking stupid um and it's still a little bit like that but it's also like I mean, she has a fucking point because <laughs> he asked her like, what the fuck? Why does everybody like you? And she's like, because I have a whole PR team putting out stupid fucking memes about you. <laughs> and then there's a section in that episode where there's this guy who um, they're they're doing kind of a, a war on terror, xenophobia type thing, but they're superheroes. They're like, oh, what if it's a terrorist superhero? And this guy who goes to a mini mart and buys like a lollipop every morning or something. Uh, run by like a vaguely Southeast Asian dude um, and or Southwest Asian dude. Excuse me. <laughs> South. Oh shit. Yeah. And PC alert. PC yeah, alert. And he's like, <laughs> he's like super nice to him. And then he's on a clear stand in for 4chan consuming yeah. the memes that we saw being produced by <laughs> Homelander and Stormfront. And it tries to really 
go through the whole taxi driver narrative in like the cold open to one of the episodes basically <laughs> where it's like oh he's getting radicalized and then he shows up and he shoots the motherfucker <laughs> that runs the mini mart um and it's just like a like a background story beat but i i don't think they put enough time towards that <laughs> i feel it as someone who's been radicalized online before at skateboarding i'm i'm the illest but uh <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, did you hear about that gay skateboarder? Um, Tony Hawk. Tony Cock. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with that. That's fun. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he has a he has a fucking gayer brother. You know, what? Mike Hawks. Oh, Mike okay. Hawk. Um, <laughs> I like. Yeah, I like. Sick. Yeah, skateboarding's gay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually, I used to do the speaking of skateboarding i used to um and jackass actually but we haven't been talking about that i that was popular when i was a kid mm-hmm. and what we would do is is they would put me and i would like sit down on a skateboard mm-hmm. and my buddy had this driveway that was like really long and sloped downwards so it was yeah. like a big hill you know and i would get on that and they would like i would basically kind of get get myself going and mm-hmm. go down the hill and they would take like the little like tricycle like plastic ones and like the little like remember that like red and yellow plastic car yeah the little tykes car yeah 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 that one and they would just like try to shove it into my path and knock me off of the skateboard oh that's great and my favorite part is if they missed, I just went straight into the street. And there were so many times where I just like could have just gotten maxed by a fucking car. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, the amount of uh, I would hang out with my cousins when I was growing up and they had like a similar driveway. But at the end of it was another it was like a little, you know, wooden stop. And okay. Then a basically probably 70 degree drop off for another 10 15 feet into the actual backyard um and we just would hang out and ride our fucking bikes down the hill all the time never once did any of us get launched down the fucking hill which is absurd for like yeah for kids yeah and and you know for our entire lives that never happened there was a time where we were hanging out in like my neighborhood and we had a cul-de-sac at the end of a hill yeah um, to to get down to the house and then at the end of the cul-de-sac there's this little you know fence because it goes into the woods into like some other property um and we were all riding our bikes down that we were taking turns riding our bikes down the hill um because it was fun to go fast um ricky bobby got that right and we got damn right God damn right man and there were and there were the bikes that um had like kid brakes so you pedal backwards and it stops it rather okay than like the handlebar brakes yeah. Um and there's this one cousin I have who um <laughs> yeah, he's he's a cool guy. Um <laughs> and slime I, god of the week. Slime <laughs> god of the week. And I <laughs> I'll have this image burned into my fucking head forever is that our house is like halfway down the hill and we're sitting in the driveway watching people go down. And uh we hear this like little distant scream that Doppler effects louder and then basically like a fucking freeze frame in real life of this man screaming like mouth as open as you can going full speed purple face from how loud he's yelling um 
his hair like slicked back by the wind, um, yelling, "How do I stop?" Um, you fucking, it could like freeze frame. It's like, yep, that's me. Um, and then he went all the way down the hill. Uh, <laughs> poor kid. Hit the fucking fence at the end. <sighs> And by the time we got down there, the bike was like upside down, like spin. The wheel yeah. was still spinning, and he was just folded over this fence on the top of it. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> dude. You gotta love like those kid injuries. Like I, I remember me and my buddies. Like I, I. From the time I was seven until the time I was 12, I lived on, like, the south side of Springfield. Uh, uh, shout out, uh, I can't remember the neighborhood, but, like, Sweetbriar and Victory Lane uh, for my Springfield people, if you know where that's at. Um, and, like, we kind of knew everybody, and, like, a lot of the backyards didn't have fences. Mm-hmm. So we could just roam. Yeah. All, yeah, all over the place, dude. And I mean, we would, I mean, we would ride our bikes everywhere. I mean, we would just, we would just make this neighborhood our own to the point where like, we definitely like, you know, I don't think we were doing anything like terrible other than just like, you know, being dumb kids, but we definitely had like the cops called on us a couple of times yeah, or like people like. Maybe maybe not even cops, just like people at their houses being like, "What the fuck? Get out of here!" That type of thing. And I remember one time we had it happen where we got yelled at by the owner of this house, and we thought he had a gun because mm-hmm. we it kind of just looked like it from like the back porch. So we just sprinted uh, out of his backyard, and he didn't have a privacy fence, but like. A couple of houses down did have a privacy, f- or it wasn't a privacy fence. It was one of those little chain link fences. Yeah, you just hop that shit real quick. And we were kind of like, I remember this was at the point where we kept expanding our territory. We yeah. were like a, a, a local militia, you know. We're just kind of setting new outposts, setting new, like yeah. you know, doing the damn thing. And we were in an, in a section that was definitely not. Uh, friendly territory and not known territory. You know, we were, we were, we were a couple of blocks. We were probably, we were probably five, six, maybe seven blocks from my parents, like our neck of the woods. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember we hopped this privacy fence and like, I turned around and it seemed like the guy had went inside or like the coast was clear and I did not see the fucking clothesline that was in this backyard that I hit in my neck at full fucking sprint. And I didn't see anything because my head was turned because I was looking at behind me. Mm-hmm. So all I can tell you is what my buddy told me. And he said, because he like had slowed down and was kind of looking too. And he's like, I see you running. And then I see the clothesline before you do. And I'm like, I don't have time to say anything. I just have time to watch. And he's like, and I just fucking see you hit that clothesline. And you, 
hit it so hard and so quickly that your legs went instantly up in the air and were flapping like they were still running. And when you came down to the ground, you were still like in run mode. And it took you a second to realize like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it it looked like I had like, like I got like, you know, the, the, the part in the movie where they like strangle the guy with like the rope and shit and it like cuts off his, it looked like somebody did that to me for like fucking three weeks bro i had like these lines across my fucking throat Damn, dude <laughs> me and my brother one time were fucking around trying to film a little video where you like you're tying a tie or something you know, yeah at yourself in the mirror and then you uh go to like cinch it up and it's just a fucking noose um like that you like you like pull a little rope and it's just fucking yeah yeah um, and so we were trying to get the knot right. Wait, to... is this how your brother dies? No, no. <laughs> we were trying to get the knot right. And while we were doing that, he was like, oh, look, I got it. And he was like fucking yanking on it uh, just to just to show that. And then uh, a few minutes later, he was like, he saw the mirror and he was like, oh, fuck, dude. When I was fucking around with that, it gave me this giant, what looks like very long mouth hickey um, along yeah. his neck. Yeah. Along his neck. And he had prom the next day. Um with this girl and he was like there's no way to explain that this isn't a hickey and is in fact a fucking rope burn from a from a faux suicide um so he and we were like thinking of ways that he could broach this to his prom date so that he could you know get away with um because you you have to treat it like he was cheating and got a hickey because there's no way to explain that he wasn't um and so we were trying to think of how to get away with explaining this to her. And he just went on to fucking Snapchat and sent her a message that was like, yo, look at this. Look at my fucking neck. Look at my fucking neck. My brother just came into my room while I was laying down and hit me with a stick. <laughs> he like whacked me with it and then laughed and ran away. And then he sent that to her. And I was like, dude, there's no fucking way that works. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And she sends a message back and she's like, oh my God, he's such a dick. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just, I know the exact logic that you're talking about because it's just like, look, like you cannot explain that that type of shit to a woman like you're not like it is literally a real life example of like uh that meme where uh the woman's laying in bed with next to the man and she's like i bet he's thinking about another woman and he's like thinking about like stereo equipment or something like that it's just like no you don't understand i'm i don't have a hickey i was just being fucking retarded with my boys and that's what we as dudes do yeah, like, but also the truth there is the way less believable thing that a bad liar makes up <laughs> to cover up the more likely thing that he was cheating. Um, and so <laughs> like God. you have to make up a more extravagant because it hits that line of like it's not stupid enough to be like, yeah, dude, if I if I were lying, I'd make up a, a more realistic story. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just kind of a stupid story and so you have to go like all right we have to go way more extravagant with it yeah well because like like i said like women don't under understand that 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're just sitting around bleeding once a month, listening to <laughs> Girlfriend Rock. <laughs> <laughs> they are listening to Girlfriend Rock. Shout out Shane from Colorado. That's right. Um, but no, I, um, I, uh, I, 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 I get the the perspective because, yeah. like, I, um, I mean, I. It's one of those things where, like, you hope that you have a a partner that's like cool enough to be like. You know, I get it. But, like, then again, like, you also, like, you know, if sometimes dating is just, like, yeah, no. Um, I I wasn't cheating on you. I was just being retarded with my friend. I was just being dumb. It's, I, you know what it reminds me of? I remember uh, dating a woman back in the day. This was, like, probably... 10 years ago maybe maybe 15 like that's how long ago it was Mm -hmm. um 10 years ago maybe 15 yeah that's how long ago it was maybe 20 (laughs) no 25 30 i was two i was two man (laughs) good pussy though literally (laughs) literally came out the cradle for real and i was just like "Mm, i need to ball (laughs) but i i remember um I remember dating this lady and uh, I was friends with another woman and like we weren't like, you know, intimate or anything like that. But I remember like one night we hung out like kind of later in the evening. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I think we had both gotten off of work and nothing happened. I think we just kind of smoked pot or whatever, ha- hung out. But I was not old enough, and the person I was dating was not cool enough, okay? But I was also not old enough to realize, like, if you're dating somebody, uh, you know, probably, like, either A, make sure that they're cool with it, or B... Uh, don't just don't just text and be like, yeah, I'm over at another woman's house at eleven o'clock at night because it, it's it, it's not gonna go well, especially if they don't know the person. Mm, yeah. So and, and like like I said, nothing happened. Like I you know I, I if something did happen, I I wouldn't care if I you know who, what am I who who am I gonna make mad now. Like, and why would I care about it? The but 10, like, maybe 15 year scheme to be, no, I wasn't doing anything for real, for real playing the long haul. Yeah. Um, but it's just like one of those things where it's just like, you know, I, there's just no way like to explain that. And like, yeah, like I, w- it probably would have saved a lot of fucking, uh, time and energy, but at the same time, I, maybe I'd have been stuck with that person mm-hmm. and that would have really sucked. I, I'd been, you know, my age, like, cause like that, that's the one thing I feel bad for is like, I know people who got stuck with those type of women mm-hmm. and like now I'd like talk to them and they're like, yeah, man. Um, so, uh, I'd love to hang out. That sounds cool. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's hang out. And they're like, okay, well, uh, I've got some free time. I think in like three months, I just got to check with my lady and make sure that's cool. And you're like, holy, holy shit. <laughs> like, fucking Christ, bro. 
Like, I love hearing you tell stories about women you were involved with because you do it with like Bill Clinton press conference language. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. always, yeah, this lady, that woman. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah, dude! I I, I I keep I keep the details short, bro. And I, I tell me what the definition of is is, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> bro i i gotta say something about old uh old billy mm-hmm. of course he was on that epstein plane like of course he was dude like of course he was like like if of all the people like that would be there yeah, yeah but he said he only went for the articles <laughs> i bet i bet yeah. i uh fresh young journalist <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell dude damn uh no all right I, I, i'm gonna uh, see now you got me uh, i was with a uh another woman uh uh the springfield lady mm-hmm. um who was really good looking i still remember like very attractive lady um i hope people can relate to this um and i i we were kind of uh flirting slash talking and i remember uh (laughs) this is going to kind of give away who it is but i remember she came over uh to my grandparents house and ended up sucking my dick in the bathroom which was uh we've all been there sick (laughs) um but i uh remember she was like cool and everything but i remember that only happened and i remember we uh I don't think we kissed that much. I think it was almost like a dare type thing. Mm. Um, but I do remember, um, and I, I feel bad. Like, I, I want to preface this story because, like, I don't want it to come off as, like, me being, like, a cool guy. And, like, I should have, like, who cares ultimately? But it is, like, one of those things that, like, I'm c- kind of curious to see what people think. But I remember we, like, hooked up the next time. And this time we were a lot more, like, kissing and like I ended up like going down on her and stuff. And again, she's a good looking woman and everything. But she had this and I specifically remember with like when we made out and especially when I went down on her, she had this sour taste to her. I don't know if you've ever experienced this with like kissing somebody where they have like a like a like a, a like sa- a low pH. Maybe like uh, low pH, like it, it just like the only way that I can put it into uh, a taste uh, reference is if you've ever bitten into like a piece of meat, specifically maybe like a low quality meat, and you bite into it and it has like a a mild sour taste to it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I think so. That's what it tasted like inside of her mouth. Hmm. Okay. And I am, like, somebody that, like, I like, I'm a big pheromone person. I like to, like, like the taste. I like your smell. Like, oh, like yeah. It's a big type of thing. Lobster bisque. Yeah. Well, bro, lobster bisque or cheddar biscuit, uh, cheddar, those cheddar biscuits from Red Lobster, bro. Mm. That, I, I'd be happy with that. Like, I'm, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not fancy here. Um, but, uh. I remember we I like uh, we ended up like not interacting. I will say I think it kind of ended badly, but and I apologize for that. It is what it is. But I am curious, like how do we feel about this? 
Like, have you ever been with somebody like you like them, they like you, but like you don't like their smell or you don't like their taste or something like that and it kind of throws you off? There can be a little gross thing that people do that just kind of throws you off. I think um, I've been like in a place where I'm like, oh, maybe I want to pursue something with this person. And then even just like a conversation that we have makes me go like, they're uh they're pretty gross uh-huh. yeah okay i i get you i know because like i i've definitely had that there's <clears throat> there's this whole thing and like I, I i i it sucks when it happens to you but you also like you have to admit like and i'm talking to myself as well as to the audience and you mm-hmm. like you also have to admit like I've done it to other people, but it does get suck when like it happens to you where like you have a conversation with somebody and they're into you and then you just see it drain out of them and you're like, what did I fuck? What did I say? Like, what, what, like, uh, fuck, like it sucks, dude. So, but on the flip side, I've done, I've done that to people. Like I've had conversations with women where like, I just, you know, it's been three paragraphs of conversation and I've just been like, I'm never going to interact with you in that capacity. Like, oh my God, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's easy to to get goobed out by something. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of happens. Dude, uh, you know what? This is why we all need to have avatars, mm-hmm. like like the movie Avatar, you know? And the fellows just need to start fucking each other. <laughs> Seriously, what if it's Saturdays for the boys, but we're all banging each other? Hmm. The game's on, but okay, the game's on. Yeah, but nobody's really paying attention. No, no, you don't. The game needs to be on. You don't need to be paying attention. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a whole different level of grunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think my problem with fucking the homies is that people who aren't your homies will be like, come on, let's just fuck like homies. And I'm like, we're not homies, dude. We're you know? not homies. <laughs> come on, dude. dude. It- we're, we're acquaintances at best. I would not kiss you goodnight. You're not my homie like that. Um, so, yeah, you know, you got to. I think the biggest problem with finding homies to fuck is that there's just not enough homies. Homies are a hot commodity. They really are. Mm-hmm. Also, to to go along with the Saturdays for the boys bit, we also ha- you have to be anytime like your your wife like opens the door to come downstairs into the man cave. Which yeah, we're exploring different types of man caves that day. Mm-hmm. But Plato's allegory of the man cave. <laughs> <laughs> but like anytime your wife comes down to like you know like not even to like investigate she's just like gonna bring snacks down like you just what the fuck are you doing like, like, just, just what the fuck are you doing right here? me and my boys get out like <laughs> I just was gonna bring down some snacks you don't fucking come down here Saturdays are for the boys we've all been lured to the same yard by the siren song of the milkshakes and then while we're there we're just you know it's Saturday I give my fucking life to a corporation for 45 hours a week. God damn it. 
This is my day for college, gay sex, college football case. Oh, fuck. Fuck. That's right. <laughs> I owe my soul to the company store, but I owe my fucking asshole to the homies. Yeah. I mean, we're watching the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fucking bitch, leave me alone. <laughs> that guy fucking rules. Your Honor, my client would like to plead temporary March Madness. Yeah. <laughs> the game was on. The boys were over. What else can you say? For real, dude. Like, I'm trying to watch State. Which one? All of them. <laughs> do it for state, man. Just do it for state. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, dude. Wasn't that a bar stool thing? I think so. It was do it for state. Um, it was like the the Mardi Gras of do it for the vine. Uh, oh lordy, yeah. that's so, bro. I I it's so funny. I thought about topics, and then we just got to riffing. Um and we're now we're at fifty one minutes. Oh fuck! Oh, it's all good. But it was fun episode. Funny, fun. I okay. I'll I'll stick. This will be. We'll end on one topic. Okay. But I don't. I don't know if you uh, saw this, but we speaking of our old friend Kanye. Oh boy! You know we always we always discuss him. We do. He's he's the homie. He is the homie. He's the one who you know. Who put these rules out for me to follow? <laughs> well, he he's got some new rules. Did you hear? Did you see his latest social media post? I haven't seen. I haven't downloaded the patch to the commandments yet. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, he watched uh, the remake of Twenty One Jump Street with Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. I'm excited to see what he took away from that. Well, he's now a fan of the Jews now because of Jonah Hill. He's like, nah, after watching Jonah Hill and Chant in 21 Jump Street, like, I appreciate Jewish people. <laughs> okay. It's the, it's not ideal, but it works. It's kind of the Fox News approach. They have one black person that hates black people. Um, <laughs> so that we can say that we like the good ones, like those ones on Fox News that hate black people. Um, you know, I'll take the inverse of that. <laughs> Well, and what, I I I had to laugh because like I'm I'm glad that like that that was his his uh, entry point into loving the Jews again because like what if he like chose Manhattan by Woody Allen? Oh boy! <laughs> no, guys, seriously, I'm a fan. Don't choose that one, motherfucker. <laughs> any yeah. other one it might be more dangerous to give him a passion for jewish actors in cinema um yeah there's a lot of directions this can go bro he starts like shouting out jewish people but it's like he's like woody allen's sick because of manhattan i love the fact that jerry seinfeld had a 16 year old girlfriend <laughs> he's just he just goes Spielberg is great because of Schindler's List. I love that he gave an unsympathetic character the main role in that. Uh, <laughs> Man, Kanye is so fucking funny, dude. I love it. He watched 21 Jump Street and was like... Yo, man, I fucking love... Jewish people are cool, man. <laughs> Dude, what if he watches 22 Jump Street 
and realizes that Channing Tatum's the cool one again, and then like hops back on the the anti. Yeah, we have a very limited avenue of possibility here. Yeah, he's gonna watch another movie that changes his mind, and it's a tragedy. <laughs> Man, yeah, no, we gotta we gotta steer him away from anything that uh we we gotta we gotta give him like diet judaism first before we give him the main dose you know what i'm saying we gotta give him a dose of the reform yeah before we go orthodox absolutely so like maybe we maybe we send him on a trip to england and get him like get the queen's guard to give him dessert so that he associates good things with the big fuzzy hats then we send him to like brooklyn somewhere yeah and he goes like i know these hats they're a little shorter than i'm used to but (laughs) but they are good sick damn dude that's fucking okay all right yeah no and and then like six months time he'll he'll kind of fully be on board with everything yeah yeah you know just kind of a kind of kind of like Instead of like weaning somebody off of cigarettes, we're, we're kind of slowly getting Kanye on Judaism. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And no, people, I'm not trying to say that Judaism is just like cigarettes. Don't, <laughs> don't come at me for that one. <laughs> or I guess do. I mean, it's really, what I, really whatever you want to do. How do you feel? Um, I feel like there's something there, and I'm just drawing a blank about Judaism Pound- and cigarettes. Yeah, pound off in the comments of uh, how you feel about Jewish people and cigarettes. All yeah. right, Jewish people specifically as they relate to cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's there's a couple jokes there. There's a couple jokes. Uh-huh. I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking. There's there's a, there's a few jokes. Let's just keep thinking for a week straight, and then come back when we've got more. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, you guys think you guys think about our our jokes that are in our head too. Yeah. Oh, I'm still uh, I'm still in love with Jenny Nicholson. Just for the record. Um, <laughs> We're gonna make this happen. I love it. Yep. I love it. All right. Well, on that note, folks, life and time with Harry Slime on Instagram and Facebook. Uh check us out on obviously on YouTube if you're fucking watching. Subscribe, uh like like and subscribe. Uh all the fun stuff there. Um, you know, be sure to share it to all the folks uh, that you uh sh- share it like like fight club shit and b and stuff like that make it make it real secret this is the podcast version of the secret stash yeah. i want to install a plugin that uses ai to automatically dislike and unsubscribe from things as soon as they say remember to hit the like button um and subscribe it really helps out the channel uh, <laughs> nothing sends me into a school shooter rage quite like that and women, obviously. You know, it's a long list. We'll get <laughs> we'll get back to it. We're not allowed to do plugs on the podcast because Josh is going to kill me. This uh, is not fair. No, I would never. You're one. You're one of the homies. Uh, <laughs> but you gonna... have to live with the consequences of all of those poor dead children and women. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, we're out. <laughs>